0: I'm a firm believer in reduced prescriptions. I think you're right on. I completely agree with everything that you say. And one of the aspects of a reduced prescription is it starts to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is a more relaxed state. But the the key is, is that you use the reduced prescription in a non-demanding, non-threatening situation. If you start squinting or getting frustrated, then change the circumstance or change the lens. So you wear the full lens. But to wear like a 2040 lens prescription, you know, all of us would say that in wearing a reduced prescription, in, especially in myopia, wearing something less, especially when you're on digital time, you know, when you wear a lens that's 20-20 a distance and you wear that for screen time, it's going to induce more myopia. It's going to accelerate your myopia. So you need to ask your doctor for a computer prescription and don't get a split lens where you're wearing bifocals. You want to use a single vision lens so that you're engaging more peripheral vision. Uh, But that's a great point that you bring out. And anybody should ask their doctor for a reduced prescription. It's one of the best things you can do to improve your vision. One of the ways that we use light therapy is like homeopathy. And what I mean by that is that when we Uh, provide the different colors the visible color spectrum to patients we ask them what color or colors they don't like and Mm -hmm. the colors they don't like are the colors that are going to give them a deeper balance and it's interesting how the colors match certain memories certain subconscious or unconscious blocks that we may have you know, and the eyes are one of the main ways we get light in the body. I mean, we do get it through our skin as well. And light is a food and it affects our endocrine system, our nervous system. You know, you were saying about the pineal gland, so right on about that. And what we're told is to be afraid of the light. Well, we're being afraid of ourselves. It's kind of like we're developing our own autoimmune uh, disease, which is we're afraid of light and we wear our sunglasses way too much. We need to get. 30 to 60 minutes of natural sunlight every day. That's a natural way to produce the the vitamin D that we need. So color and light therapy is a major uh, medicine that can heal our eyes and vision. And Summer, you probably use this as a way to access the psycho-emotional, psycho-spiritual aspects. Uh, because for me, if we get cut to the chase, Every vision problem has some kind of spiritual disease. I'll just add a few things. You know, we have our inner vision and we have our outer seeing. And when you start dialoging, dialoguing, you're really accessing your inner vision. It's kind of like an inner eye test or an inner eye assessment. But you who are doing the dialogue, you're getting to really express. Well, what's behind the eyes? Uh, because we want to blame faulty vision on the eyeball, but it's not the eyeball's fault. It's what we say to the eyes. It's our programming, and a lot of the times that programming starts in gestation. It starts very early in the pre-verbal state, and we absorb as you know infants uh, what our parents' relationship was like. And a lot of times, when we start dialoguing, we go, "Oh my goodness, this is." my parents talking because as you say the right eye is the father eye the masculine energy the left brain and the left eye is the mother the feminine and the right brain and so we internalize these energies into our eyes and then we project them out and we project this confusion or this disharmony and it's no wonder our our two eyes physically don't work together because on an internal level, our two eyes are sleeping in separate bedrooms. We're not really married. And you also mentioned this um, this instrument called a retinoscope, which is a flashlight that um, eye doctors can shine a light into the eye, and they can see what the retina's response is. And our thinking, our emotions, uh, you know, our problem solving can be measured based on how we are digesting the light. And I'll leave you with this one last point. The more we're able to absorb the light, then we're able to project the light out and projecting the light out is one of the ways we can measure our health and wellness and our creativity. But what happens with a lot of people is they're not absorbing the light very well, so they they can't express the light and this leads to you know, a, a dark area or a, a blocked area and it's around our eyes and it's, it can be one of the most unrealized tissues of the body and it can be one of the reasons why we develop eye disease, cataracts, glaucoma, myopia. What are those deep blocks? And if you heal and release those, then the light can flow again and your eyes go back to being vibrant, vital, and you have healthy vision. You know, this is just uh, without really looking at the numbers. And, you know, I tend to, uh, (laughs) I don't look at the numbers. I look at the person behind the numbers. So that's just one of the things I like to do. But, you know, it could be saying that if your left eye is more, you know, has more prescription, it may be the eye that's more sensitive, that part of you that's more sensitive, that's more defended, uh, that's maybe more hypervigilant and you know you could start asking that eye well how old are you left eye as compared to the right eye and i would do this without your lenses on and see you know see what the answers are maybe your left eye is a lot younger than your right eye or you know something like that but uh the the key actually one of the techniques i like to use is prescribe the same lenses for each eye so when i give the right eye i might give the left eye and that in itself is a vision exercise that starts to encourage your left eye and right eye to start working together. Instead of correcting the left eye with a lot of longer, up, larger prescription than the right eye, use the, use the pers- same prescription and don't worry about the blur. In fact, one of the mantras I like to use is love your blur, go into your blur. The way you get clear eyesight is by going into your blur. Now you do that in a very safe environment But if you start processing your, if you start processing your, uh, your emotions around how you feel about blur is going to release you from always avoiding the blur. And when we're nearsighted, we get into a hypervigilant state where we will do everything we can to avoid the blur. And that really stresses our eyes out. And if we can learn to relax into the blur, we can actually get 20 20 eyesight. So um, that's my short answer. I like to talk to people about, you know, the prescription that they bring in is an adaptive response that they made to something at some point in their life. And I think you spotlighted it when, you know, you, you asked people, well, what was going on for you when around the first time you got your prescription? And I think that's such a great question because it It really puts people in the moment of hmm, something happened and I made a decision. I pulled the world in. That's myopia. I pushed the world out. That's farsightedness, hyperopia, or I warped the world because I was really confused. And so you identify it in a way where it really comes back to their life experience, their lifestyle, and it's very holistic. And I love that. So I would just, uh, you know, repeat what you're saying and, and, uh, maybe embellish it a little bit, but this is really how you improve your vision by going deeply into your process. And then your eyesight clears up. You no, know, I think, you know, stay with the, the sensations around, you know, what you're experiencing and maybe do some journaling with it, meditate with it. You know, one of the fun things I like to offer people is, you know, what state would you be in if you saw 2020 eyesight and you didn't need your lenses anymore? And are you really ready to see 2020 eyesight without your lenses? And, you know, by exploring that, that permission to actually say, wow, what would it be like to go back to 2020 eyesight? Sometimes people's eyesight and vision, you've probably experienced this too, their vision actually clears up and it doesn't take 30 years. It can happen in a moment, It can happen in a week. In any vision and improvement program, it is a process and the process is developing insight, self-awareness, understanding of the habits, conditioning, attitudes that created your, your current visual situation, your prescription. And so the practices are designed to help you become aware of what are the causes and to begin to develop different ways to, to see. One of the techniques I love using for nearsighted people is actually giving them an opposite lens prescription. Now, this is kind of radical, but it's basically for a nearsighted person, you wear a minus lens. And in this exercise, you go to the drugstore and you get the strongest magnification lens that you can. And the exercise is called Plus Lens to Blur. It's, uh, you can see it on my website. You can Google it. And it's an exercise where you start wearing this opposite lens prescription for a prescribed amount of time. And you do each eye separately and you begin to, well, become, um, used to, or you start interacting with the blur that was actually probably the cause of your myopia at the very beginning. And when you wear an opposite lens prescription, and then you take it off, you're going to notice how much clearer organically you're able to see. And then you combine that with starting to wear some kind of a reduced prescription. And doing those two things, you start unwinding your your vision, and you start seeing things more clearly with the reduced prescription, and then you start, you know, backing it off as you you know, as you get more insight into the causes. As for LASIK surgery, when you do LASIK surgery, you're splitting your vision into two. You have the prescription in the eye, and then you have the prescription in the mind and the brain and the body. And when you do LASIK surgery, you've changed the prescription in the eye, but you still have the programming in the mind and the brain and the body. So it creates a split and the programming that causes the eye prescription is much stronger than the surgery. And so that's why you tend to revert back to the old prescription because the programming is going to win in the, you know, the, the combination of the the LASIK surgery and what's behind the eyes. Also with LASIK surgery, you're more susceptible to dry eye floaters, cataracts. And I don't recommend LASIK surgery. The other thing to be careful about is if you correct one eye for distance, and one eye for near, then you're really setting up a split between your two eyes. So I never recommend any kind of monovision in surgery. And the last point about children, when a child has a beginning prescription in the eye, it's also in the body. And any whenever I evaluate a child, I'm evaluating the whole child and I take a very detailed specific developmental history, what gestation was like, what was the birth process like, what was bonding like, what were their initial motor experiences like creeping, crawling, their diet, trauma, stress. And then once I know those things, I will do interventions that will interrupt the current pattern in the eyes and a lot of times i won't even give prescriptions but we'll do physical eye therapy that's very brain centered that's very body centered and in doing that a lot of times the prescription will dissolve you don't even need the prescription the mistake that parents make is that they get this strong prescription and the child starts wearing it And then, you know, the eyes are going to keep deteriorating because what the doctor is doing in a 2020 prescription is reinforcing the adaptive response that the child is doing. That's all a 2020 prescription does. It reinforces the adaptation. So you don't want to do that. That's treating a symptom. And if you find the cause and you treat that then a lot of times kids don't need to wear a prescription or they wear a prescription part-time or they wear it much less. So it's truly a holistic organic way of supporting the eyes and vision to do what they're supposed to do instead of making them weaker. And this is why adults, you know, are wearing these heavy, strong prescriptions because at the very beginning it was a symptom approach and they weren't treating the cause. This brings up a really interesting point that very early after conception, you know, maybe like 17 days after conception, we start to see the eyes growing from the developing fetus's brain. And when we know this fact in embryology, every part of the eye comes from the brain. Now, because that that connection is, is uh, apparent that the eyes have a very, very much the same. uh, The same characteristic is what the brain has, which is the brain has neuroplasticity, neurogenesis, you know, the brain regenerates, it creates new pathways. And so anybody with any eye problems out there Since the eyes originate from the brain, the eyes also qualify for that neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. And Summer and I can attest to that because we've seen so many people improve their eyes and vision, so we know it works. But for the general mainstream and especially in the eye doctor world, they take the opposite view. They put out a lot of fear. And what they're offering actually is not life affirming, but it creates a lot of, oh, my goodness, I could lose my eyesight and go blind. But I'm here to say as a doctor that we can access the neuroplasticity and neurogenesis of the eyes because of that relationship. And I think Bella brought that out about her love and connection to the brain and that the eyes are the kind of the outgrowth of the brain. So um, just remember that, that the eyes have that neuroplasticity potential and the epigenetic potential that we can't just be a victim and blame it on our parents or grandparents, but we do have choices. And if we change our environment, uh, we can change our genetics and they express in a different way. Thank you for listening.